Welcome back to Forfeit Podcast. This is episode 52, I believe. I don't Ooh, know. Super Bowl 52. Yeah, hey now. Hey now. It's going to be a good episode. It's going to be a very, very surprising episode. A lot of surprises in this. A lot of trick plays in this episode. Twists and turns. Twists and turns. <laughs> I, I was really... Fire. I was really... I was really... Uh, um, Really uh, trigger, trigger happy on the record button right now, fellas, because we, we're starting to go down an interesting road, and I wanted to get this on 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 recording for the episode for all our listeners because we're talking about washed up has been players that are still on Philadelphia teams. Take your pick. Take your pick. We were we were, we were talking about the, uh, Deshaun Jackson for one. Just ball. I mean, exactly. he's worrying about worrying about his jackpot. Jack shit records rather than <laughs> rather rather than staying healthy. I'm still jackpot to the end. Jack. Let me do a cameo. <laughs> and then we thought, well, maybe Alan Iverson should just go into the studio and just kind of collaborate with him because he was another one that never won nothing, stole a bunch of money from Philadelphia. And then it rolls into John's boy Bryce Harper, and we're all like, "Well, wait a minute," because this is, this brings up a this brings up a, a feud that's been brewing, I think, for a little bit. We got Bill, we got Wild Bill at, on the top of my screen, still rocking a Phillies uh, cap. Hats off, to loyalty. Part, pardon me, he's loyalty. Loyal to the P. But John was saying, "Oh, he's going to turn." Bryce is going to turn into some like big bitch uh, here. He already is a big bitch. <laughs> big bitch, Bryce. No. Hey, I, got, I got an idea. How about if I give you three hundred million dollars and you just do your job and you shut up? How about that? Well, How about I, that? I think I think keeping keeping the offense in games and 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 and, and taking the taking the team on his back it, like he was there late in the season and. And kind of like keeping some sort of fire under everyone's ass there, um, you know. I I think I think I think that that's you know proving that he's you know earning his keep. I mean, not not good enough for John. Well, how many how many years has he been here? Well, what was the other what was the other thing that just came out? With? He's been here two years, right? Yeah. How many playoffs appearances has he had? Playoffs. Oh, Zero. thank you, thank you. Let's yeah, make I mean, sure we let's make sure if we're going to hold all Philly sports people accountable for not making playoffs, let's make sure it goes all the way three hundred and sixty. Okay? I'm on board, John. Fire Clint, John. John. So, so again, by, well, fire, by fire, Bry- fire, Bryce Harper into the by, Suns. By, by, start, by your rationale, Dan Marino's a shitty quarterback, right? What? Because what? Dan, by your by your logic, Dan Marino's a shitty quarterback. Shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He's never been in the playoffs. How many Super Bowls he win? Not I didn't many. say Super Bowls. I said how many times has he been in the playoffs? Marino Dan Marino? Didn't go to the playoffs very often. Dan Marino was in the playoffs. I did. Yeah, not often. Okay. I didn't say anything about the Super Bowls, Jesse. Don't start the podcast off putting fucking words in my mouth. All right. Thank you. Oh, does somebody need to go change their diaper? Oh, oh, don't get it. Don't get me started with you. <laughs> Well, my shit. Carried the team, and that's not good enough. It's not his fault. The bullpen was the worst bullpen in Major League oh, Baseball history. I'm sorry, I didn't realize baseball was uh, tennis or golf, where one guy is the whole team. No, but 
he only gets so many at bats. The other team gets to hit too. And when the other, when our bullpen is giving up, statistically, they gave up two home runs per game. Well, maybe they shouldn't have given him three hundred million, and maybe they should have given like two other guys fifty or sixty million, and <laughs> and they could have found a right fielder that can go out there and go, oh, I can catch the ball, I can catch the ball. Maybe I can hit some hits, hit Johnny, some doubles, hit some triples. Like They're not cheap on the main line. Yeah, yeah. Again, three hundred million dollar athletes are trash. Next, next topic, especially Philly athletes that are that make three hundred million. Are the there hype, any? with him is sickening. Are there any Philly athletes that got $100 million and been worth it ever in any sport that you can Carson think Wentz of? hasn't been. Oh, no. He, he just flat, flat out sucks. Oh, well. Like, forget being even worth it. Like, this is like the Jags with Nick Foles. Like, what do you do? Can we cut this trash? Not going to happen. Go back to the Phillies real quick. Oh, Interesting God. stat you gave us earlier, Jesse, kind of sums it up. Nine years, $1.43 billion in salaries, zero postseason births for yeah. the Phillies. And, 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 and listen, I'm not sticking up for Bryce. He's got his money, whatever. You know, if there's no excuse, but he hasn't been here for nine years. So, and Jesse, how many years Jesse has Plentak been here? Uh, this is his fifth year. See, that's to me you're gone. You have five years to make the at least make the playoffs. I'm not even saying win a fucking playoff game or series. But this year there were six teams available to make the extra team make the fucking playoffs. And we can't be one of the six. Like we literally had to win pretty much one game, two definitely out of three, and we get fucking swept. I mean, by a team with payroll that like Bryce Harper makes more than that team, whole team payroll probably. Bill, we had we with seven games to play, I think we needed to win two. I mean, I and seven yeah, games okay. to play. We need to win. I'll two. go back to what I said many podcasts ago, but ever no one listens. When is the no, last? Time, when is the last time a uh, a team made up of three hundred million dollar athletes won anything? And you can't find it. You can't tell me one. You can't. Oh, yeah, no, I mean you can't build multiple ones. A but baseball team. You can but, have one or two big guys. You can have one or two big guys and still be good. Like, but we need the bombs of the world to pan out, and we need Reese Hoskins, who looked good at before he got hurt. Like, I mean, we lost JT for like ten games. We lost Reese for the last fifteen games. You know, Roman Quinn apparently is just going to always be injured. So, I mean, and Moynihan, forget about it. Number one overall pick. God, I mean, but in five years of Clintac, so he's been drafted in five years, and he got bombs. The only player he's really drafted that I know has been up in the league and contributed with us. Maybe Kingery. I don't know if you pick Kingery or not, but uh, but what does he also do? He trades away our best pitcher that could be with Wheeler and Nola for the next five to ten years. Yeah, for a rental yep. player. And now that he says, yeah, we knew we were only going to possibly get two years, but we thought we'd run out of for two. So for two years, you decided to go all in, and neither year made the playoffs. You're fired. No, there, there. His his idea probably was if they couldn't get Harper, that he would be the piece. They would have given him the money said, and not Harper. In that last interview, we always knew we were we were getting him for two years. Anything more was, you know, wasn't on the table. Right, but yeah, if, so they, if, if Harper would have went to the uh, the Dodgers or Giants or wherever, you would have had that money left over. You could have given it to him. You could have made him your superstar. But didn't we already know? We already had JT, though. We already had Bryce with JT, though. We already signed they used, they used They used JT to lure Bryce. Oh, well. Yeah. We already had Bryce signed during that season 
And my point is, if Bryce didn't want to come here, you would have had Bryce, you would have had JT still on the team, and they could have given him that money. They had no, plenty of money. They just don't want to spend it. They have plenty of money. John Middleton's worth three point two billion dollars. He's got plenty of money. He's got plenty. Of money. And. This and team you, so you've far. got guys like Jake Arrieta, who was signed on a terrible three-year deal, stealing money every year. Stealing money. He's never been good. Nah. And then we pay what, that Robertson guy, Robertson? I mean, I can't – I that's the one guy I can't – I mean, I love to bury that fucking nerd Klentak. I, I – like, if he walked into my room right now, I'd, I'd murder him, but – all right, eight minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Yeah, you can't, can't at it fault, you, That's the one thing you can't fault him on. That dude never got hurt. Literally, never got hurt, and was a great player for the Yankees. A great pitcher for the Yankees. Oh, breaking news! Jesse hates another GM in Philadelphia. <laughs> breaking news! He comes to Philly and his arm falls off immediately. But don't you think, though, too, because the Yankees would never let anybody go that was worth it. Like, they yeah. kept Mariano, who was like, they keep their player. So, like, with the exception of Didi, who knew he wasn't going to get a big contract, I feel like. he when, got hurt. Yeah. Like, and we took a chance because if Didi got hurt again, we gave a guy $14 million to do nothing. But anyway, but in the grand scheme of things, we, we got a bargain for one of the top hitting shortstops. But, but now I think we have to pay him, Jesse. If you ask me, and now again, I think we can afford to pay all three, but won't. I still would maybe rather have Didi over JT. I think he was that much better for us personally. But well, again, I don't know who we would get a catcher. I, got, the, I guess we got to look at that a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, to see, so the, I like Didi a lot, man. I the, like Didi. The the biggest problem is, and and I'll still say it. You know, if he was just a rental, when you sign, when you traded for JT and you signed Bryce. You still weren't close. You were still a year or two away of having to put pieces together, and which he didn't do. Yeah, didn't, I mean, signed Wheeler. That was it. We signed a good starting pitcher. We have a one-two punch, but we still need a three, four, and five, and a fucking bullpen. And we forget even about having a closer. Forget about it. It's cross your fingers. Who can we put out there in the ninth? Yeah. It's you know? they. They were statistically the worst bullpen in Major League Baseball history. They so, over. Over the course of the season, the bullpen averaged out two home runs per game, given up. Like, you're not going to win games like that. You're just not. And the and, Braves. Can you really fault them for, for real? Can you really the fault Braves them? Built their team through their farm system, sprinkled in a free agent here and there with Josh Donaldson and shit. And the Braves are going to be a 90 to a 95 win team for the next 10 years if yep. they don't get hurt. I mean, they have three. To four legitimate studs in their mid twenties, and like, like position, position, uh, position players, not even counting pitchers. Like, like we're so fucked in our own division. And then the Nationals are going to get healthy; they'll be back. And, and 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 apparently we can't beat the Marlins, so it's great having to be in the fourth best team in the division. But yeah, bring our GM back because we gave him five years, and we're still a fourth place team five years later. That to me is not progress. Like another GM we have, he doesn't progress the team. Who gets well, a pass? Some people to say that they don't spend money. I mean, the, the the top five team in the MLB in total payroll. So, I mean, they're they're spending money. They're just probably not spending it in the right places. They'd be better sponsoring forfeit podcast. Howie Roseman sponsors possibly you. 
Who's the best team in the MLB? The Rays? The Rays right now, yeah. There you go. You know what their 2020 payroll is total? Lowest in baseball. 28 million. Lowest in baseball. And that's why you don't need a $300 million right fielder. What are the the analytics, John? You you don't if you know how to develop talent. What are the A's? There's a team that always always squeeze or is always they're uh they're uh, thirty six million. Yeah. So Bryce and JT made more than the A's whole payroll this year. Yeah, that's that that makes sense. It goes, <laughs> it goes back to what I always say about basketball. Like you don't need you can always find a big man out out on like somewhere. Like you don't need to spend a hundred million dollars on a big man unless he's Shaq. Right. Speaking of basketball in a not uh, indirect way and in correlation with uh, with a, a Philadelphia team that's actually seeing some success here is how funny is it that, you know, it wasn't long after Kevin Durant became a minority owner of the union. Now they start winning uh, soccer games consistently, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Jesse, I mean, I think, Jesse, pull your string and get Katie on this program. Be him to talk hockey. I mean, absolutely. Soccer. But, uh, yeah, hockey. I mean – Second in the Eastern Conference. Yes, they are. Well, they're the second in the Eastern Conference, and they're the with for points though with Toronto. So, I mean, but, help me out. Help me out here. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in uncharted territory. They're, they're the second best team. They're the second best team in the East, and they're the second best team overall. Doop 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 doop. We're recording live from Union Stadiums numerous uh, this season, so check your local listings. Yeah, I mean they're 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 playing really well. They they stole the sporting director from a team in Germany a couple years ago, and some of his decisions that he's made with. Um, so are they better than anyone out in the West? Yeah, they're they're better than every single team in the West. Statistic. Right. Even Portland and Seattle, and and uh, LAFC, yeah. Like now, they as well. They they LAFC are just, currently set in seventh. They are they are doing a lot. Um, they play. So their big problem right now is if they can go against a team and keep it a tough game, and keep the score zero zero, and they can and they can get a goal. They're going to bully you up up and down the field. The, their problem is if a team uh, they they call it bunker, where you basically in the like the slang is park the bus, where you basically have ten guys behind the ball, and that is where this team struggles to break down another team. So like some of their losses this year, where where a team scores a goal on them, and then they just bunker on the union and they can't break it down. There's just there's just no room for them to pass the ball through it. And that's where they don't have enough speed on the outside and they don't have that killer, killer guy up top that can help break teams down. So like, that's the one thing that might eventually, you know, end their season. Yeah. They're right now. They're fun to watch. They, they're absolutely fun to watch. They've got a couple guys on this team that are just, uh, motherfuckers. Like just absolute the 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 type of guy that if 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 they were on your team you would absolutely 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 love them and 
if they were not on your team, you'd hate their fucking guts. And we have a we have a couple of those guys that are just hard nosed dudes, and um, I I love them. Like our one midfielder, uh, Martinez, is just uh, Albrujo, is just a a hard nosed dude, and he usually gets a yellow card every game. He's always making hard, like crushing tackles on guys and he gets in dudes heads and they played Miami this week and, and they just got us this guy, Iguain from uh, Europe who is at the tail end of his career, but a very, very, uh, that that name, who'd he play for? I know that a ton of teams. Real Madrid. The the premier league, like recently before here. No, but he's he's played in La Liga. He's played all over the place. Okay, and sorry. He missed yeah. he missed a uh, a penalty that would have put Miami back in the game. And Martinez was like somebody ran and jumped by him celebrating him missing and he starts getting mouthy and this dude Martin Elbrujo got right in his face, starts mocking him, just talking shit, just and after that the dude melted down like he just lost it and was useless the rest of the game. Like they've, so, I mean, they're, they're fun to watch. And, um, our, our coach is a local guy and some of the players, some of our young players, they're all local guys. I mean, I don't give two shits about like the young kids coming up through the Academy, but when you have a team like the union where their owner is kind of poor, you need to produce cheap, good players. And then, be able to at your roster with expensive players. And this is the first year it's actually working well where some of their young guys like the McKenzie's and the Aronson's of the world are playing great. They've already apparently sold uh, met New Jersey's own um, Aronson to uh, a team in Germany. So he'll be leaving at the end of the year. Apparently, uh, apparently a couple teams are scouting, um, Mark McKenzie, who's one of our central defenders. So, I mean, it, it's a fun time to watch the Union. They are they are playing really well. They, I mean, they don't quit. They they will fucking run until they're dead. And um, so, if you if you find a Union game on, I mean, especially now with the Eagles being dog shit and hockey over and basketball almost over, they're going to be the only only game in town. So, I'll tell you what. The, the union have, and the Eagles have one thing in common What's is that? that both they both have tied <clears throat> this year during their season. And and it happened to the same in the same city and the same week. It did. The union tied with Cincinnati this past Wednesday. And yep. Nick Foles rejuvenated his career for a second Super Bowl championship run this year. That we get to watch in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago to the playoffs. Nothing nothing bothers me more in professional sports than a tie. I 100% agree with you. I just don't understand it. I, I don't care. It's I don't the dumbest care. thing in the world. The field goal, it was a 70-yarder, and they ran it back, and we lost. Oh, well. But at least we tried to win the game. I mean, I understand it in soccer and stuff, but I kind of don't at the same no, time. It doesn't make it, any like, sense. Just have a kickoff. Like these guys, like hockey, they, you know, they, they have a shootout. Uh, soccer, why can't they do the same thing? 
Well, MLS had that. They did. They had these weird, like crazy uh, shootouts where, like, they would you would get the ball like right before midfield, and you would be able to make a run at the at the goalie one on one, and that's how they decide. Like it was, but so I mean, at least in in the rest of the world, the points thing, you know, everybody plays everybody. So you can have ties. It doesn't mess up the it doesn't mess up the standings at the end of the year. A tie is one point, a win is three, and a loss is zero. And the reason they don't have like some games at certain levels will have extra time and they they'll do things like that. But when when you've got, you know, especially in like uh, in England, the the top four teams are playing in the Premier League. Typically, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but they're playing Champions League in the middle of the week, and they might have like a an FA Cup game on a on a on a Thursday. So you have so many games, and these guys are running six and a half miles. Like you can't just run them into the ground. So that's why they do it, and only the bigger tournament style things where there's trophies at stake. Do they do extra time and stuff yeah, like that? But okay, so soccer is under in a point system. I get that. Yeah, that, that at least justifies it maybe a little bit. I still think it's lame, but you can see where it. If you were into it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but then I got into it, and I can accept it now. I don't love it either, but I appreciate it for what it is. Is like it. It kind of just is what the game is, so I accept it. Like, you know, they invented the game. They make the rules. It makes no sense in the NFL. NFL, I agree. That's stupid. Yeah, but Matt, the the other thing with soccer is it's it's weird because you have, you know, the teams at the bottom are just trying to survive. So, you know, you might be – you might have like a – a West Bromwich Albion or, you know, any of these other teams that are just – the it bottom, bottom, more bottom. May, you know, make teams a little more exciting that, like, you know, you're not going to beat. They're like, Jesse's right. We, Jesse's right. Like, the bottom of the 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 the, the Premier League is not going to be the top Premier League team. But maybe you time, you get lucky time one day. And that one point saves you from relegation as opposed to, like, you're not, you know, so, like, I think, like, you know, with how they have it set up with different leagues and levels and how you can get, get demoted. A point system is is integral to kind of making it thrive, because three or none just would be, I don't know, that would they, it would be too fucking weird. There'd be too many weird scenarios. I think that would arise from it. That extra point makes yeah, things I mean, feasible. It, I mean, that's what it is. Bill's right. Like if you didn't have that one point, it you'd have you'd have to have so many weird tiebreakers to determine three, three or nothing. So there'd be like there could be like eight teams that all have twenty four points. Because they got eight wins, you know, so it's that point, you know, as dumb as it may sound to, you know, to non-soccer guys, it's, I've accepted it and I now appreciate it for what it is. So I agree. And, the, the and, guy can't ever. and it's, it's still like as closely linked as college and the pros are now that the NFL just doesn't use the college overtime which is it's so perfect i agree most you know. fun overtime for football it is so fun and it it typically ends it typically ends a game real quick and every time the other team scores 
you know, then they start making it more difficult and yeah, more difficult to third touchdown. You have to go for two. So yeah. that's when a lot of games get crushed. It's like, even if your defense can't stop, you know, anything after that third, after that third touchdown, you have to go for two going forward. So, and then I think after a certain amount, you can't kick, like, you can't kick a field goal anymore. You have to keep going. So, it, and I think one of the reasons they don't, and I could be wrong, but this, my brain goes with it is, is they don't want stats getting fucked up. Because if guys make money off of touchdowns and this and that, and, you know, you could hand somebody multiple more touchdowns or, you know, but I agree the the current NFL system is trash to have it end in a tie. Absolute trash. Play 10 more fucking minutes, you know, whatever. Like, if you're yeah, just, ten, 10 more minutes, that could ruin your career. Just leave it up to your fucking kickers who sit there all damn game anyway. <laughs> have them go out there and duke it out. How dare you? You hate kickers. I don't hate them. Let's use them. I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's do it. Let's, let's do a kickoff. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask a, a stupid question about a stupid player at this point, but JJ Arcega Whiteside, how is this fucking guy injured? Against Washington, 28 snaps, 16 snaps against the Rams, 18 snaps against Cincinnati. And he's fucking injured. And he's getting no targets. Like, can someone explain to me this injury uh, situation here with this team? Well, he got. Well, I can't tell you about the team, but as a whole, please. We mentioned I, uh, we mentioned everyone's Lord and Savior for so many years, Deshaun Jackson. But what's this guy done so far for this team? And he's already injured. Okay. I mean. He's taking up a roster spot. Who? Are you talking about JJ or Deshaun? Deshaun. I mean, at least Deshaun, when he's on the field, might catch the football. Deshaun, 28 snaps on Sunday. 55 against the Rams. Hammies are are tough. Washington. Hammies are tough. I, I just think with JJ at this point, you have to cut him. Like it's in with Deshaun Jackson, it, it, age is tough and you're not going to yeah. win. That. So yeah. just John, go record your stupid songs <laughs> and get out of our life. <clears throat> when do you cut JJ? You can't call him right now. This off season you could, but not during the season, unless we have somebody that we feel can really play better than, I mean, I guess. Bill, I, I think you have to he will be gone. The second year. You can't cut him in the second year. Third year. Isn't this his third year? No, it's his second, no, second year. year. Oh, yeah. He's a rookie yeah. last year. I don't care that it's his second year. He's not going to be good. Like, Well, that might be right, but, you, I mean, it's better than, you know, Deontay Burnett. Like, what's, or, he, what's he do? He gets, actually, didn't Burnett make wow. plays last year? Didn't Burnett make some plays last year for us against the Giants game? A couple. Wasn't he the guy that made some big catches that Carson played good in. Yeah. Game, the, yeah. Yeah. Burnett made some catches. Like, I remember I liking that kid. And, you know, and I'm fine with, you know, maybe put JJ in the practice squad if we have to when guys get healthy. But, you know, basically at this point, it's just an all hand. I mean, Greg Ward's our, our best receiver. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, just- and, and he's stealing a roster spot. Like, if he's only going out for, like, he's not tar- getting targeted. And well, would you rather have Jordan Matthews? 
No. He'd at least run the okay. right routes. So. I, yeah. There's I, a method I, to the madness. I'd have the guy that we drafted this year, Jalen Rager. Oh, wait, he's out until week five. Hightower got the most snaps last week of any receiver for us. He, I mean, he, and then and Quez, think- Quez will be off the he, – he's got the 21-day practice window, so he's probably available the next game. I still think it's it'll be a miracle if Jalen's ready with his hand. Yeah, so, I don't want to rush him back. I, I, I want him being here for a few you years. You see how. He is not going anywhere. Like, Dude, I that's, mean, what I, that's what I did to my hand. It's – a fucking now. Um, now what I did to my hand, I believe, is worse than what he did. I think mine was a total rupture, and I think his was just a tear. It's a tear, so it's not as bad. But yeah, but he's also he's not catching a a football at the NFL level. Yeah, but again, it's it's if he ruptured it, it'd be real bad because. What they have to do when you rupture it, like they have to draw the tendon tighter onto your hand so you lose some of your grip strength and you lose range of motion in your thumb because they're afraid of you tearing it again. And if you tear it again, then you're really screwed. Just I'm also I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, but I'm going down this injury list and I'm seeing a lot of hamstring, I'm seeing, you know, Achilles, lower body, upper body. All these broad stroke, like, could be anything. It just, is it me? Am I being ignorant to the whole thing? Am I just being a blatant asshole? But (laughs) is it, it's, I mean, what are these guys doing to prepare themselves? I think it's probably, uh, I think it's about 70% freak accident and 30% probably medical staff not, you know, medical staff, I'll, I'll, I'll put that in, in a basket with, you know, not stretching properly, you know, not taking care of your body, things of that nature. Yeah, this is a brand new medical staff again. Shouldn't that be? I know, but, but, but we, we sit here and we're like, oh, man, you know, Jalen Rager tore his thumb. Okay, accidents happen. Like, yeah, that's a shitty accident. We can't, we, you know, it, okay, um, you know, T. Higgins, uh, Jefferson, uh Judy, okay, Rugs is hurt. Like, it, accidents happen, injuries happen. It's part of football. This isn't um, this isn't a pillow fight. So, is it is it weird that the Eagles constantly get snake bitten? It was brought up in in the uh, uh, it was brought up, I believe, by Jeff McLean, the Inquirer, this week at one of the press conferences, asking about you know is there any correlation between that and the new medical staff? And the answer, of course, from Doug was no, but. Again, I, I think there, there's, there's some sort of – there's a little bit of a red flag there, but like to Jesse's point, there's a new medical staff. But again, you, I don't know how you can prevent Jalen Rager's thumb getting busted up. No, you like, can't. Yeah, that should happen. Should happen. I'm, going back to, I'm going back to our boy Whiteside. Again, 18 snaps and no targets in the Cincy game. And, he, I, and this injury was during pregame warm-ups. I – and that didn't that happen to us last year during the Falcons game when three guys got hurt? Yep. <clears throat> so I mean, I'm not saying that again. I'm not saying that you know we're we're snake bitten, but we, I think we're a little. I think it's a little bit of snake bitten, and then like you know, 
I don't want to use the excuse of not having preseason games, but I also think that that is part of it. I know that's not a good excuse, but the fact of the matter is these guys didn't practice. They had to do, you know, away zoom meetings and they, to, to hone your craft, you need to be on the field and to do that, you need to be stretching. You need to be eating right. You need to be working out and you need to be in the gym. And I don't know how many of these guys did that. Not I mean, that you, could be excuse, looks like a lot but, of them did. I mean, we're also not the only team that is is injury pro, or I'm sorry that has injuries. Look at our next opponent. They just lost, you know, their their best player tearing an ACL. Let's knock on wood here that we haven't had a an ACL tear. You know, it, it could yeah, be a lot also, worse. They also have two wins this year. Well, I mean, I get it. <clears throat> Sky is falling, but. So you want to talk about the sky falling? Is it going to continue to fall? I think so. I mean, this is this is the stretch well, that we were all scared of, right? We were like, oh, we better get our wins early on before we hit this difficult stretch. You know, the next three the next three weeks are going to be bad, guys. And now you've got Miles Sanders chirping at the fans. No, I, think- I mean, I don't disagree with that. But I don't no, agree with it either. <laughs> I was saying, you know, I mean, it's a little early. I mean, we, you know, I think both sides are a little extreme with stuff. But I think the reality is, too, is not that they ever, you know, I know there was no real hype pipe for this team. And I think the reality is, is this team is trying to win while retooling. But we've been trying to win while retooling since Super Bowl year. So this is year three of bringing in maybe one or two big, big free agents, and then everything else is basically league minimum guys. Other uh-huh. than just we bring in Slay, but other than that, we bring back McLeod for safety. We pop over Mills at safety. He's clearly not a good, an NFL safety, but, yeah, we keep playing him out there like he is. And things like that, you know, we sign Lesh. You know, we bring in Hargrave, great. You know, so we, you know, we spend all our money on two free agents, but yet we don't bring in – anything for the receiver position, you know, even somebody, you know, I guess I'm, you know, you know, I probably should have a couple of names ready to pop off, but even just like a veteran receiver who doesn't like a Muhammad Sanu, doesn't got to be flashy. It's somebody you can bring in and can play, play friggin' snaps. You know what I mean? Just like be a professional mm-hmm. route runner. And I, I think, but, but back to my original point well, is, well, I think I, our was the head of the back. Well, we weren't built to win a Super Bowl this year, and I think that's the fact of the matter is, and I guess I just hope that management has a game plan to put a team out there that can compete with the Chiefs and the Ravens and the 49ers and the Packers because I know it's only three games, but and injuries are always the X factor in the NFL. But that aside, it's we haven't even looked that good when we had the team together before injuries. We looked good in Washington for a game and a half. Injuries didn't lose us that game. We played bad and lost that game. We had drops on key plays. We had breakdowns on defense on key plays. Uh, disagree, but okay. Okay, but okay. So Zach Irv dropping a ball when we're down three points in the fourth quarter. It's not a pivotal play. At huh? midfield. At midfield. Well, I'd, li- I'd like to back up. You you made a comment that injuries didn't 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 hurt us. Absolutely, it did. Coming into this season, in, coming into this season, our offensive line was in shambles. We're forgetting that. So, so be- having having spent all the money we have on defense, having Deshaun Jackson, having a first round pick at receiver, having right. Zach Ertz, a top tight end, having Dallas Goddard, 
having Miles St. We didn't have Miles week one. Having Carson Wentz, having all that weaponry. We We're not healthy. We, we scored 17 points in the first quarter and a half. Then we get outscored 27 to nothing. Well, well, let, well let's go back, okay? Your, your original comment was about 2017 Super Bowl year and that we were re- rebuilding. We created a Super Bowl winning roster. After that Super Bowl win, we then, the, the, the mindset was, how can we keep this going for the next one to two years? Because as we know, it's incredibly difficult to go back to the Super Bowl year, year after year or even back-to-back or, you know, three-peat. So I think Howie did his, his darndest to sort of cultivate what we had to keep kind of rolling the dice here every year. Now, did he overpay for people? I would, I would, I would agree with you. Yes, looking, looking back now, he overpaid, gave for contracts to the guys that he probably shouldn't have, and he, cut, and he probably should have cut bait. And now we're in a position where after this year, we are 65-something million dollars over the cap. So we are going to, in all aspects, blow this thing up. So yeah. I, I am not of the of – the, now going into this season, you know, our offensive line was banged up. Going into this season, we knew Alshon Jeffrey was hurt. We were sort of hoping for a – resurgence of the wide receiver core. We drafted four guys. We got Marquise Goodwin out of free agency or excuse me, out of the draft. So it looked like we had a decent receiving core that not, I mean, decent wasn't the word. It was, uh, we got a lot of guys. We're going to see where the, where the uh, rubber hits the road with those guys. So when Rager gets hurt and you got to banged up to Sean and, you know, Goddard's now hurt and you're, now you add your line, you're, you're, what's that? Goodwin opts out. Yeah, like, so, and, and we're in this position. I, again, I hate to use the COVID excuse, but we're in this position. Like, it, 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 the chips didn't didn't fall in our favor. Now, the thing that confuses me too, John, is like going into this training camp in this off season. What do we hear all, the whole time? Oh, we're going to work on getting younger, <clears throat> healthy, and and faster. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do? We go out and we sign Deshaun Jackson. That. Okay, may have may have made us a little bit faster, but he's old. He's broke down. He's washed up, and he's not. When you're old, broke down, washed up, and you're hurt all the time, I don't care how fast you can run. If you're not, if you can't get on the field, you're not doing anything for us. One hundred percent, we do. We we re-signed Jason Peters again. Another old, washed up Hall of Famer. Like hats off to him. Had a had a great career, but I think he's just. He's he's not doing it. He's not doing us any favors. The 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 Jason Peters thing doesn't make much sense. But when Dillard got hurt, it made no, more our sense. Game was forced. I, I mean, we had no options at well, that. You're point. telling me there 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 wasn't any any other younger guy in that position that that okay, offensive like, line is, is probably, might not have the resume that Peters has or not or, or, not that late. Offensive line is is a very valuable it's just, commodity. It's the thing I'm getting at is you know. It just the, the things that they were preaching. I just don't see. I just don't see how the moves and the moves that they made and the decisions that they made, and how this team prepared in the off season. Well, there wasn't any compared to other teams in the off season, because, like you said, like we didn't have OTAs or preseason, and it's like well, all the other teams didn't have that either. And yeah. 
teams looking a hell of a lot better than us. Yeah, but I would argue that probably the top five teams in the league, I could argue that they retained a pretty good percentage of their roster. Like, let's let's just use the Chiefs, for example. It's a terrible idea, but usually the year after a Super Bowl, you lose coaches, you lose a lot of good players. The Chiefs didn't do any of that. The Chiefs got got new guys. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, this is probably a bit bad example, too, because they're my second team. But you look at teams like the Seahawks that always – They didn't re- lose anybody. They, no, but they've lost a ton of people throughout the years, and they, oh, they're always in it. They're always in the hunt every year. They all, it's because they just they they're they're better planned. I think they're they've been a better coach, not just from the head coaching uh, uh, department, but just all around. I think they've just been managed better. Look at the Steelers year in and year out. They're always in the mix. Always. I think it comes down to two things in the NFL, and it's it's. I mean, I, I don't think this is. I mean, people can argue it's you know games won in the trenches, this and that, whatever. Success of the NFL comes down to two people, the quarterback and head coach. When you have strong quarterback, every team you just mentioned, strong quarterback, great quarterback to elite and great head coach. And the word great gets thrown around way too much in the NFL. There's probably six, maybe seven great quarterbacks, tops, and they're very good quarterbacks, like with the group that we thought Carlson was going to be in this year. Yeah, like serviceable. But if you look at it, Every year, name six teams. Drew Brees, and now, now Brees could be the one falling off this year, but typically Brees and Saints up until this year, Brady, Belichick, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, um, Aaron Rodgers, and whoever his coach is, um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, great head coach. You see a common theme. Anyone at, at, at any year, those teams come to the Super Bowl and nobody's like shocked. It's like, okay, you know, the defense played okay. It's this and that. It's that simple. We won the Super Bowl because Nick Foles was playing as good as any one of those quarterbacks could possibly be, and Doug Peterson was on his A game. And we and and we don't know if that was Frank Reich being that right beat right hand man that we don't know. Mm-hmm. That's why we run. Nick Foles. I mean, we gave up thirty some points in Super Bowl, but Nick Foles scored forty one for us. And that's the fact of the matter. Is in the NFL. I, I, I mean, yes, there's the Trent Dilfer Ravens years, you know, here and there, you know. Uh, where you know a great defense or you know an average quarter, but Flacco. nine out of ten times a great MVP level quarterback and head coach won the Super Bowl, and now we're seeing the the reality that is Carson that guy. We saw Doug can be that coach. Is he being that coach right now? Probably not, but we saw he can be when time comes. But we're seeing Carson isn't becoming that quarterback to where these two are tied together and. Can you know there, there clearly seems to be a disconnect because Doug's not calling the right plays to make Carson succeed, and when and when Doug calls the right plays, gets Miles Sanders on a mismatch for a go-ahead touchdown, overthrows him by five yards. When that's a standard NFL throw, I don't care the thirty-yard wheel route. That's a standard NFL throw for a thirty-million-dollar quarterback, and that would have put up quarterback. That would have put up twenty-three to twenty. And that's a whole different fucking game. He makes that throw, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying the elite quarterbacks don't miss that throw when it's game time. And Carson just doesn't make the throw when it's game time. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking Hurts is the guy, but I think that's why everybody's so tense. You know, everyone's so fiery. Again, this is an opinion, 
and I'm saying everybody in overall Philly sports Eagles themes is that we're kind of facing the reality that Carson maybe is not going to be that guy. And we were, we were kind of all in with him, the majority of Eagles fans. And now it's like year five, he's multiple turnovers back. Like, this is not what elite quarterbacks do. And it's like, fuck. And now we're realizing, uh, it, it, you know, is he, yeah, do, did we pull the plug if we're, I mean, if we're what, if we're one and six, two and seven, do you put Hertz in there at that point to see what he has? I mean, we're two seven and one. What's the? I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Do we do? Do we start? Do we start Hertz? What's we, the? What's the? What's the division look like? Okay, the are, Cowboys. Are our Cowboys are six and four, and we're two seven and one. And we have an outside chance of still getting in, or I mean, they're not going to lay up. I mean, I mean that's what I'm saying. So at this point, when so <laughs> you're not catching the Cowboys if 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 after ten games or four games. You have six games. You have to basically win out and watch the Cowboys hit the bed. That's what I'm saying. I guess. I've seen stranger things happen, but to to answer your question, I I would probably keep him in there for the rest of the season because yeah, if no, you're going to have to, if you're going to, if you're going to look future forward, which I think Howie is, I think they're going to try to figure out a way to either trade him or sit him on the bench and eat the thirty million because you know it. It's not working, and you're and not gonna. You're not. I mean, you're not gonna put them on the bench. And eat them. You're gonna either cut them or trade them. Like, or maybe they go in the next season. We uh, had the Bears did with Mitch Carson. You're the guy, and if he stumbles in week two or three, you pop Hurst in there. And now you're the backup Carson. Sorry. Now maybe there's. They would no. cause so much fucking drama in that locker room. You. I, you either, I think have to get out of town. I think. I think there's still tension with him and Alshon. That's a big deal. I think this team lacks any kind of chemistry, and we're seeing what the lack of chemistry in a locker room does in the NFL, and that means, and that equates to not winning football games. And, and maybe, I, I, maybe after all this said and done, maybe, uh, maybe Josina Anderson does get vindicated for her, for her article. Me her saying what? That, it that wasn't. Maybe it was. It was uh, Santa Laquito. You're. I'm sorry. You're correct. Yes. What saying? What that? That we, he. We'll, that he isn't a leader that no one really respects in the locker room. Yeah, but did you read the follow-up article he wrote this year? No, nah, what did he say? It, he said the the guys – we were talking about this last week. The guys that – and he was on a I, – I forget what podcast he was on, but he went into a lot more detail about the genesis of that story, how it came about, how he vetted it, and everything. But the, the long and short is the – the guys that were the the sources in that the the article, he said the majority of them are still on the team, and he said they all reached out to him, and they said that Carson's a changed man, that he's really trying to be a leader, he's much more personable, and players believe it's it was a sincere change of heart with him. Now, with that being said, I I don't know what happened to him this year, like. I went into the end of the season feeling good about the direction that he was going in after what he did, putting the team on his back to get him into the playoffs. And it's like, it's a different guy. Yeah. I mean, it just, and like, I mean, he hits his head a little bit, like on that missed throw. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just feel like his mannerisms are so off putting 
to like, he, I don't know. It's just tough, it's tough to he, he, for the guy. He's got no fire, Bill. He's got no fire. He, he's got no, you know, grab a guy by the face mask and say, no, you're supposed to run this way. He's the, he's the epitome of the, of the soft, you know, He's uh, hey, we'll get it next time, buddy. And then, but like, doesn't really give a shit to go over. And say, wait, wait a minute. Why did you run that way when I thought you were go-? like? They right. kind of like kick the chest and they walk to the side and he grabs his iPad. And listen, and says, some guys are like that, and that's fine. So, some some it works for some guys. It's fine, yeah, like, but, Aaron, but that's not yeah. Philly. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that. Well, I don't. I I don't give a fuck if it's not Philly. Like if if he was the same mannerisms that he had, right? Just hear me out. If if he had the same mannerisms and doing all the same stuff and we're three and oh and he's looking like an MVP again, nobody's saying, oh, you know, he needs to grab guys by the face mask because we're Philly and we're tough. They're like, holy shit, Carson's back. Like it it stops and ends there. Like all the other shit's just piling on. Like you know, but I'm saying is there's no frustration because like when you're oh and two, oh and one. And you guys won the you know run the wrong play or this happens. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you want to like what the fuck are you guys fucking doing? Like get like like it's like I agree when you're three and out, it should be a little more more puppy dogs and ice cream. But right now it should be like a little bit of that fuck you, dude. You're fucking up. Like get your shit together. We're when, w- the reason why I watch the press conferences is not because I'm a psychopath, but part of partly because of that. John, when you listen to guys speak and get they ask questions. And you get answers. Those things are very telling, because other than you know reading things on that some idiot writes and, and is quoted on, you don't have any perspective. And when a guy asks him why, what happened on the throw to Miles Sanders where you overthrew him by five yards, he's like, "Well, you know, I gotta, you know, that that happens sometimes. You know, this, that, and other thing." No, that's not the answer that anyone, any normal person, would want to hear. Like they want to hear accountability. They want to hear that's that's fucked up. I'm I'm mad as hell about that, and and, and that should never happen again, and it won't happen again. I know, dude. Like, and this guy, like, this guy is so like. That's why I say like, when I use the word soft, it, it doesn't come off as the right adjective. But he's like, he's almost as if like he's like blow with the wind, and like nothing bothers him, and like he's getting paid but, like, three and a half million dollars a week, John. He's got he's yeah. getting paid. Three and a half million dollars a game, game check, being for that and everything. So it's like, I feel like with him having, and again, this isn't talking whatever, his life changed. I don't think he really totally likes being here during the season. I, I just kind of like know too many things about the Midwest and the Great Plains people area to know you'll come to the East Coast and be like, oh, it's cool. It's, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of things. But like Jesse said, if he's winning, these things don't matter. Like we don't really talk about them because we're three and zero. But well, it's, it's the same football. shit that I give Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid crap for. I'm not going to not give it to the Eagles players that I love. But like when you're when you're touting things on social media, to me, like I, I know that's that's like a weird thing to say, but your focus is your focus, right? Guys like Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, they're not posting on social media. Their TV shows that they that they're 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 pushing or their their next you know um, big venture. These guys are in the film rooms or they're at home, you know, studying or practicing or in the weight rooms. Like 
I, I don't like this whole like social media thing now where like everyone's like try, trying to tout their own like their shit because like when this things like this happen, I think it's bad optics. But I mean, that's, my, that's think, my opinion on it. I mean, it, I think you know. Carson's more of a brand than a person. I think he's but, more interested in becoming Carson. That's exactly right. It's, they're are, all brands. These are, these are all scheduled tweets. Like, I would be shocked if any of these players of this upper echelon of group of guys that are making this, that kind of money. I'd be shocked if any of them are making those posts on Twitter or Instagram. I've, I, would I think be, you would be shocked. Cause I think they're all doing it. <laughs> they, I would be shocked. I think I would, I would like to believe that they're all just scheduled posts or at least a lot of them are scheduled posts. So, can we get back to the schedule and guys, are you interested in maybe possibly maybe doing a, a predictions 2.0 now being three weeks in and knowing what we know about this team. Absolutely. All right. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't know anything about this team. I think that's the problem. All right. Well then that might even make it even more interesting. Okay. I mean, this team is a, is, is not playing well. I mean, that that's, those are the facts. Like do, do I think they can just all of a sudden, Flip a switch and win four games in a row. Absolutely, I've seen them do it before. Okay, that's why. So that's why I'm so. That's so why this, I'm not so sky is falling like everyone else. So this Sunday against the 49ers at the Niners, mm-hmm. traveling all the way across country. I guarantee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a tie. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think? I think it's a double digit loss. Yeah, I think it's a double-digit loss, and I think someone else notable, um, we lose someone to an injury again. Oh, boy. I mean, injuries have been demolishing the NFL this year, and it's the, the teams with better coaching and better depth are, are weathering. Now, I'd say that knocking on wood, hoping that I'm wrong, but and it's just you know, the way that this team has been, been going, it's just – it's like we're lucky uh, – Get a, put a, a, a drive together on the field without losing somebody. And I mean, when 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 Goddard got tackled, I knew I knew immediately that he was hurt. Like that dude did that like bullshit crocodile roll on his leg. Like you could and tell. That happened to Chris Carson too. That yeah. Cowboys do Chris Carson. It was a dirty tackle. It was a dirty yeah. tackle. No, you know, that that guy should get fucking clapped up on. Eagles should call whoever they're playing next and be like, yo, fucking, you know, crack back, block this fucking bitch hard. We'll pay that <laughs> fine for you. You know, Mike Tomlin style. Yo, come so in here, Dean Tower. The, I got your fine. The, the problem is, when's the next time we're going to play the Bengals? No, I'm saying we got to make some phone calls. Who are they playing next? Yo, Allah. I'll let your boy. Yeah. yeah 75K. You crack, you crack block that bitch. So John, has, so John has them winning the game. No. John does. Uh, I well, I mean, I, I I don't think they're going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Okay, I, my prediction. I mean, I, I I thirty-four to twenty-four Eagles win by ten. There you go. This game, I'm telling you, okay. this so is what's fucking so we done. One. This uh, is the game. This is the Green Bay game from last year that nobody said on prime time. This is the games that Carson. Now he had Alshon. Not having Alshon and DJX could make me sound like a jackass. 
But I felt it. Is it Alshon week. available though, or can he come I out? I, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything new on I him. I think he can. I think technically he can come off, but I don't think he's ready. I, I mean, think he was practicing. They were gonna. They said in the press conference he was gonna give him a little bit more this week. He's I think in my, in my opinion, in my opinion, this week they're gonna do what Alvin Kamara did for the Saints this past week. It's gonna be Miles Sanders, ten to fifteen targets, easy, easily. And I think they're gonna they're gonna pump the game through Ertz and Sanders, sprinkle in Greg Ward, Carson or Mick. I I really and I think defense is gonna show up a little bit. I think this. I I, I really think this is the game. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying this changes the season in any way, but the Carson plays good for some reason in primetime games. This is the Green Bay game from last year where everybody wrote us off. This is a loss, and then Carson came out dealing, and the defense made some plays here and there. And I think. What happens if we get flexed out of the prime time slot, Bill? Do you change your prediction? They're not going to flex us out. It's already we're good. We get flexed out of the prime time. We're losing forty-four to nothing. We're not so. getting flexed. Why would we get flexed out? It's already scheduled. With we already. stink. Yeah, but they don't do that till they don't do that like, like a game. week before. They don't so like week six. No, week they eight. already flexed the game. They flexed the Denver Tampa Bay game, but they did it last. They did it last week to let them know. Like you know, what I mean, they wouldn't just do it now. I got to stay up late Sunday night to watch these bums lose. And anyway, Bill, like you're talking about them running the ball and funneling it through Ertz and and everything. And that's all great. But um, Doug's a fucking idiot right now. So I don't (laughs) I don't see that happening. Like Miles Sanders was Miles Sanders was tearing the Bengals up and. You, you laugh, John, but he was averaging what, like five, six yards a, a carry, and he disappeared for like three series. Maybe, it wasn't hurt. It was just I, I, for, I forgot Doug was wearing the Doug was overthrowing wide over, wide open receivers, and he was underthrowing receivers, we're, or we're, or not making tackles. I forgot it. Doug was playing all the eleven positions. We're we're, we're we're talking about play calling right now. We're not talking about anything else. Well, you're so saying he's an idiot, so I mean, I'm defending the let's, man. Let's focus on what we're talking well, about. I know yeah, you don't let's focus. Know. Let's focus on not calling people names because I mean, I don't think he's an idiot. I think that's that's a stupid thing to say. Okay, his play calling was idiotic. When you have your best player having a good game and your quarterback is struggling, maybe stop throwing the ball and feed your bell cow running back who's averaging five six yards a carry. That, I mean, that's just me. I'm an I'm I'm a dummy. I don't know what I'm talking about. But you know, if your running back is averaging five six yards a carry, you fucking give him the ball, especially when your quarterback is struggling. Well, no, let's just throw. Well, let's just well, throw. If you, again, again, if you'd listen to the press conferences and when he was asked about why Miles Sanders wasn't getting the ball in the late quarters into overtime, it was because Miles Sanders was fatigued. I'm talking about in the second quarter and the third well, quarter. I'm, ta- I'm talking about when it counted at the end. Again, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about anyone on this team being fucking fatigued. I, I agree with you, but like again, we, right we sit here. Up. We sit here and we're gonna bash the, the 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 coach for making plays, but when he goes, I'm gonna run a a, a, a you know a, a power run up the middle, and Miles Sanders goes, "Owie, coach, I don't feel well." What is he going to do? Oh, he's going to put Boston Scott in there. Cool. That's helpful. Uh, I, I think, well, I think the reality is, is we don't win many football games. Maybe I, I would, I, I, I can't speak to the number. I would think I probably can count on my hands. 
how many games we win when Carson has 49 pass attempts. It's, it's not a lot. Attempts. Like you also he, don't have a bell cow running back, unfortunately. Nah, you, have a, you have a slash and you have a slash and dash guy. You have LaShawn McCoy. I've been you don't saying, have LeGarrette Blount. But you don't have, you don't have and Jerome Bettis. I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks watching these games. I'm like, we, we are we are missing a big yeah, just like earth moving. Well, Austin Scott is not is not a bell cow back. Where's Corey Clement? You know, he's also have, not a bell cow back. He's Bill. not a bell cow. No, but you don't have to. I mean, I'm saying you can give guys 10, 12 carries each, but we don't, well, we don't give anybody else carries. Difference, I think different skill sets, Bill. I mean, th- you're not going to run the same plays for Boston Scott as you're going to do Miles Sanders. Oh, you do, no, but you have enough plays. Boston Scott's not plays. good enough. If, if Miles can't be your bell cow and you know that, or even if he is, you have to still have running packages for your second and third string guys that we should be able to implement, like – what Corey Clement was a key part of our Super Bowl run. Now we can't do anything. Like I don't even see him on the field ever. He's yeah. our third running back. Like third running backs in the NFL play sometimes and make plays. Jeff Wilson comes in yesterday, uh, Sunday, two touchdowns. Third Boop. running, Jeff Wilson Jr. for the 49ers. It would be awesome too if you had a healthy offensive line that could constantly get movement up front. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, everybody do your job. You're, you're, you, you get the ball, you're told to run. You run the play, you're, that's called. But you can't just give up on the run because you got stuffed a few times. You know, it's like anything else. You can't let Boston Scott stay on the bench for two quarters and then say, okay, get the ball, run the ball, and he has two or three runs that don't do much. Like, you got to stick to the run. You can't just come off it, especially when Carson couldn't hit a fucking side of a mountain if he tried on Sunday. Uh, the, the good thing that he did was once the pocket collapsed a little bit, he actually took off in his little fairy feet and started running. He so that was nice. He did a little too long a couple times, but a few times he did get the first down when it was third and five, third and six. And that's, I mean, I, shit, we watched Mahomes do it last night. He ran for that touchdown the first drive of the game. He ran for a first down on like third, like third and eight, and he ran for 12. Like, you know, just because you're a pot and just because you're a pocket passer, don't mean you can't be smart and, can, and keep the drive going. Don't even put him in that category. He's not even, he isn't, I mean, he's not dirt on that guy's cleat. He's he not even, he's not even his shoelaces on his cleats. No. But what I'm saying is watching a quarterback like Mahomes who's just mindset is, okay, can't make the big touchdown play, get first down, keep drive going. Carson's like, make big play, make big play, make big play, sack fumble, shit. It's like Carson, big play's not there. Adjust, check it down, run. To, to Jesse's point, though, that he's been making, you look at those two rosters and you go, wow, they got a lot of weapons. What do we have? We have Greg Ward. What do we have? We got yeah, a lot of injuries. We got a lot of injuries. Like we don't have – if you told me if, – if you said to me, okay, right now going into this game we have Alshon coming off injury healthy. We got Deshaun healthy. We got Marquise Goodwin healthy. We got two tight ends healthy. We got Miles Sanders healthy. Like I, I think it's a totally different conversation. It's a totally different we conversation. Alshon wasn't going to be ready. And you can't say they didn't know Alshon wasn't going to be ready. And that's what's kind of partly malfeasance. If you're telling me you're putting stock into Marquise Goodwin uh, when you sign him for a veteran league minimum contract, you're crazy. Yes, he could have maybe made a couple plays for us here and there. But, again, San Fran doesn't let him walk for league minimum that they think he's part of that roster. I mean, hell, they kept Dante Pettis over him. So, again, I like Marquise Goodwin. I think he's fast. But saying he could have helped bolster this team, I think that's being a little far-fetched. The reality is is – we went into this season with Deshaun Jackson as a number one receiver, which was so risky. I, I don't get it as, like, we get burnt by fire and we stick our hand in the fire again and say, ooh, that's hot, like, like we're surprised. 
We put a lot on Rager. He gets a freak injury. That's snake bit. Luck, I can't put that on that. Okay. Greg Ward's our starting slot receiver, so, I, you know, I don't want shit on the guy. He just makes fucking plays. You know, I mean, I know other than DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know who else you could have got. You really did you want? Did you want? Would you want Brandon Cooks? What no, about uh, what about uh, Diggs? What about Diggs? He looks pretty good in Buffalo to me. Okay, there's one. You know, I mean, that's two guys. I mean, you know, like you don't just get to choose like ten number one receivers. There were two guys that were available, and we said we don't want them. Okay, maybe Mike Zimmer was like, "We're not trading you to an NFC team." Maybe, you know, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Maybe how we did try. That's I I I I, I can't argue I'm, that. I'm, I I don't. When he says that he inquires about guys, I don't think he's lying. Here's a guy that I really I, – I, we passed on him out of the draft, and we let him walk again, Robbie Anderson. Look at Robbie Anderson doing in Carolina. We watch this kid in our backyard play for Temple, play in fucking New York. He walked for, like, next – he got a one-year deal for nothing, for nothing. And what's he doing? He's crushing it with a quarterback who can't throw the ball. Well, they, the, the problem, again, is that they, they made – they made a mistake by, I guess, giving Alshon the money that they gave Alshon because and, they are they have too and, much money strapped up into that position now with all these guys. And you know what? Enjoy it while you can because probably the next two years, you know, you're not going to have good wide receivers. You're going to hope that we can use the guys that we've drafted and, and, and coach them up because I think that's where we're headed. No, and that's the reality. But again, that's what I, it goes back to is how he paid. And again, what happened now, Sean's an injury, is what it is. He played like a monster, played through it. You know, was that retro pay, whatever. The Sean deal is really, I mean, that is crippling this team. The Sean and the fact that our starting receivers make close to $30 million and they don't play for us is literally team crippling. And the fact that, I guess how he's not held the court on that, it's, 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 it's to me a little shocking. Like Doug Peterson and Carson are getting nothing to cook with. And we're, and, but yet they're, you know, where the fan base were saying, well, it's okay, Howie, you can't control injuries. But yet you sign guys over 30 who have severe injury history path. But let's put our, all of our stock in this old guy. But we'll draft a couple rookies and hope they pan out. Like that's like, you know, that's like almost. Like the bad to Phillies going into the season with no bullpen. It's like, I mean, this is literally playing with fire, and we got burnt in week two again. I mean, our Super Bowl wide receivers, you know, weren't that great either. Tory Smith, excellent receiver. Alshon Jeffries, excellent. and we had nothing. Nelson Aguilar played out of his mind that year. Okay, yeah, and, and that hurts. And if we're gonna, and if we're gonna take a minute and and bury Howie. Um, well, I'm going to take the floor. Take the floor, Jesse. I know oh, you're really oh, good at this. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of burying and murdering coming from. Please. Um, we, even John's come around on this one, and I know it probably pains you, John. But right. when so you're, uh, you're angry all the time, I know no, I'm right. I'm, I'm working on that one. Um, <laughs> when, when you watched the game film on DK Metcalf, and you watched the game field on yeah. J.J. Ortega Whiteside, yeah. and, and you could decide that one of these guys is going to be the next guy for our team, and you miss that badly. You, uh, miss, you, you managed to draft the only donkey out of that class of, of wide receivers because all of them are playing well yeah. except for him. Yeah. He, he was, he's definitely uh... – not good right now. <laughs> and 
And because I don't of that, much we, we then had to use a first-round pick in this draft for Jalen Rager. And I, I, I thought the kid had some, had, had some flashes, and it sucks that he got hurt. So, you know, I would have been okay with Rager and him. Oh, <laughs> uh, what DK and Rager? Yeah. Cause I think DK, it, I think DK would have been your replacement for Alshon. Yes. And then Rager would be your, 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 your pseudo, Deshaun. your Deshaun. speed guy. Yeah. So I would have been okay with them both. Did but, you so, see, absolutely. I've got to say one thing, Jesse, then I'll let you finish. Did you see how Andy Reid utilizes Tyree kill perfectly? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful to watch Andy. Just put receivers in open positions. Oh, here we, uh, everyone loves Andy now because he won a Super Bowl and he's got a that's he's that's got a video game cool. roster. Everyone loves I, Andy I now. Why do you hate Big Red? Love him. <laughs> I never hated him. I'm just saying, like, it's amazing how everyone goes from like can't stand this guy, 13 years, sucks a clock management, he's terrible. Oh, he gets the quarterback he wants, he builds a roster, he works with the GM. Oh, cool, they got a Super Bowl. Now, John, like you guys always say that we kept the wrong quarterback. What if we got rid of the wrong guy? Well, I mean, I maybe if we maybe we should have maybe we should have kept Andy because Andy would have traded up for Mahomes. Still, Andy could have done the and same got thing. Rid of Howie. Oh nobody no, I, I, I thought you were going to say Nick. No, 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 no. no. no we should have kept Mahomes around one. Andy was we like, listen, I got the quarterback, and he gets Mahomes, and we got Mahomes right now with Andy. With you know, who, got, who got cute with with Russell? Did it ever come out? Was it Andy or was it um, how? It was, I think it was Andy. It was Andy. I think Andy took ownership of that. Well, that and that's they, that's the other issue that I have with our whole argument about draft picks. None of us here on this podcast know who's making decisions, and I don't care who you believe or not. You can't tell me that they are they don't make decisions as a group. You no, know, it is, but when they're on the fence or whatever, it's on how – like, whoever the GM, it was Andy Fine. towards the end of the year. But, but the last five years, it's been four, minimum four, if not five, it's been Howie. Right, so, and then we can even go fa- back even farther when we draft the guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Like, again, like, we don't, don't kill them for all the draft picks that haven't worked out. Also give him, you know, the respect of the guys that he has drafted. That's all I'm saying. Every he not just, every guy can not every guy can hit home runs on every draft pick. Not not even the fucking. This uh, some give me some singles and doubles. I don't gotta hit home runs, but guys that you don't I cut, mean, that you draft in round I, two and three. I'd say I'd say Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz. Those are all Fletcher. chip draft picks, and you know it. That was chip guys. Yeah, here we Lane go. Lane was chip. So, Jacket. Those are anyway. chip guys. So we're gonna start a new. Um, podcast called Draft Fit. And <laughs> we can talk about we can talk about the same the same the same draft picks on, on that platform. But for right it. now, for forfeit, um, <clears throat> I'd like to get you guys' final thoughts on one positive thing because I want to end this episode on a positive note. Amen, brother. One. Win or lose, regardless whether you think the Eagles are going to win or lose, what's one positive thing that you want to see come out of the game, um, regardless, win or lose? Can we double back on the fills, too? For a minute? Yeah, do you have the Phillies? Yeah, have a, have a Phillies. End of the year, have a Phillies. Let it drop. But, yeah, let's do this first. Let's do this first, then we can do – as long as it's positive, is it positive Phillies talk or negative Phillies talk? Um, 
It's oh. negative. It's negative. No, no, no. Actually, it's it's a it's a it's a hope. It's the way oh, it's that a they high hope. It's a high it's hope. It's a high hope. All right. Um, okay. Well, then let's do our let's do our positive prediction for the Eagles, and we'll end with a high hope. I, I I I would like to see I would like to see the Eagles put up a decent amount of points, a respectable amount of points, whether we win or we lose. Let's get let's get this offense humming a little bit. Let's find let's find the uh, the rubber. You know, let's have the rubber meet the road, as John would like to say. Let's have it happen. I don't care how it happens, but let's just let's just walk away from this game, whether we lose or we win, saying. Hey man, at least we gave it hell and we put up enough points. We should have put up enough points to win. Or hey, you know, it was a it was a great win. I'm glad to see that you know we we're able to find some chemistry um, and find the end zone. Who's next? I think the underlying issue with this team that no one is even talking about is the defense. And I think from a positive perspective, I I hope and want that defense to come out and just swallow up Nick Mullins, swallow up who is their running back now who's not hurt? Jeff Wilson. Okay, great, him. Like, just, just, just destroy, guys. Just get me back to gangrene. You know, that's the positive that I, the spin that I got to bring. I need, I, need like, I need like a sack fumble. I need like an interception. I need something from the defense because I think the defense is. We're due for an F, a, 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 an SFT. We are not hurt on the defensive side of the ball. No, all. we just don't. We just don't have talent on the defense. Yeah, we're very good. Well, according to Bill, our best player is Darius Slay. So he is. He should he go out. He should go out there and either shut down a guy or have a pick or so. He he shuts down guys every week. Every he week. had a ton of pass yeah. defenses this week. The only one I, that I guess they should have put him on T. Higgins then. <laughs> they should have because he was too busy covering A.J. Green, yeah. who had no catches on Sunday. All, right, Bill, all right, Bill, what's your positive wish or hope? There's only one thing in the NFL that's ever matters. Just win, baby. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Who ended up being quarterback at the end of the game? It's probably going to be Carson. No drama there, but I just want to win. I don't care if it's on a block punt. I don't care. Just somebody make a play. I want to see guys make a play and then come together and like incitement on the field to play together. I want to see the defense make. I want to see the defense uh, make a pose in the end zone or the offense on the cameras and get together and pose because we're up twenty-one to three in the third quarter, smoking them in the mouth. Like I, I, I just need to see this team has heart and can beat a team that's better than them on paper to say, Hey, listen, the season's not over. We got 13, we got 14 more games after this. Let's go get it. 12 more games. How you do math boys. And, uh, <laughs> as Peter Laviolette would say, play with some jam. eh? It's just, it. just win. That's it. Jesse, you're going to round this out and then we'll leave them. Then you can lead us into your Phillies. High I, hope. I, I just, I, I hope that some of these young kids Show what they got. Like, I'm I'm tired of, of I'm tired of seeing, especially on defense, some of these guys that aren't good playing over some of the young kids. Like, it's it's time for Kayvon Wallace to fucking play. I agree. not on special teams. I want to see that dude laying wood. I, well, I, I playing. 
I, I want to see some of our young kit, some of our young guys show what they're made of, because if, if they don't show what they're made of, I mean, we, we've got problems, but I'm, I'm really hoping that some of the young guys really show up this week. Well, I agree with that statement. Amen. All right, Jesse, what, 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 what do you have to bring to, for the Phillies? So the guy that we should have signed as GM was a local guy. Hyam Bloom was one of the, was one of the, um, the architects of the Rays. He's in Boston now. The true architect of the Rays is still in Tampa, and we can get him if we want him. All it takes is a little bit of money. Go get Eric Neander. Go get him. Yes. Go get him. Bring him here, and I guarantee it, within five, ten years, this team's going to win a pennant if Eric Neander is running this organization. If if that dude... Wait, ten years? Huh? I mean, it's going to take a while to, to unfuck what um, Klentak is. Well, hopefully by 10 years from now, Bryce Harper will be off the team, so that might help. Well, hopefully 10 years from now, we're still doing this podcast and, and we'll be talking about. I, I said 5 to 10, but what this dude is able to do with like a, a $30 million payroll is outrageous. And if you gave him access to a $200 million payroll, it would be even better. And the the ridiculous thing is some of these guys that that were in their bullpen and in the Marlins bullpen, we cut them. We just went, ah, he's not good enough. And and they grabbed him and and they were throwing nothing but strikes all year. So, you know, it, it's it's town evaluation. And it, you know, it's the same with the Eagles, it's the same with the Phils, it's the same with the Sixers. It's town evaluation. And if you don't have the proper people making those calls, making the right calls on talent. It doesn't matter how much money you have to spend. You're just you're not going to have enough. And uh, so hopefully, the, the the Phillies can be you know can can be like John Middleton and get his fucking trophy back and spend stupid money and all the other stuff. Do it. Prove it, man. Go get the best GM and go get the best president, the best GM in baseball, Eric Neander. Do it. Hopefully, the Phillies get their guy. Hopefully, yes. the Sixers. Get Doc Rivers. Hopefully the Eagles can get a win. Yes. Doc. See? Give me one. Go, Birds.